0: Welcome to Your Glowing Podcast. We're your hosts, Coco and Cindy. On this podcast, we'll be sharing advice, resources, stories, and tips to empower and inspire you to pursue your dream life.
1: Conversations that will transform your mindset, kickstart your wellness journey, and keep you glowing. Join us on this weekly discussion as we learn, laugh, and glow together. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode two.
0: Welcome back, friends. We're back we're better. better. <laughs> we're gonna grow for that first episode, okay?
1: Yes. Better we each grow. time. We glowing. <laughs> How's your day going so yes. far?
0: It's good. Um just finished, just finished a long day of work. We're filming on a different like schedule than we usually do. So it's a little late right now. A lot later for you, Coco. How was your day? <laughs>
1: I know, right? Yeah. I worked today and I went to a networking event today, handed out my Ooh. new business cards. Yes, girl. It's official. I know, right? The official. Yes. It was, it was fun. I haven't done that in a while with COVID and everything, meeting people yeah. in person, but it was great. I met some really cool people there and I'm excited to keep going
0: to them. I love that. You know, you've always inspired me because I've never like sought those out but after hearing you and your stories you're so bold like so brave doing it can be
1: so nerve-wracking right because you're going up to strangers complete strangers and starting conversation for me when i start them i just started out light because i think it's just better to approach the situation like this person's your friend and i think then people feel more comfortable talking with you
0: yeah how did you end up going to those networking events in the beginning like did you ever feel anxious kind of going there by yourself or anything oh definitely
1: it is nerve-wracking before you go to any social situation but you just gotta go you just gotta do it it's okay to feel awkward sometimes you don't have anyone to talk to just pretend you're busy
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm on my phone (laughs) right Uh, looking at the home screen
1: (laughs) (laughs) everyone's just hitting me up right now Oh my God, so inconvenient,
0: so so popular,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but it's nice. I went with phantom, which by the way, is my boyfriend's code name on this podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He is phantom. Yes, he is.
1: Yeah. So it is interesting (sighs) going with a partner versus going alone. Yeah, it's nice. You always have someone to kind of fall back on and talk to if you're um, in between different conversations um, I think it could go one of two ways going with someone. It's like either Mm -hmm. you rely too heavily on them during an event and they're kind of your crutch and you don't meet people or they help you meet people. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, have you ever done something alone and somehow you
0: end up meeting way more people versus when you're with a friend? No, a hundred percent. Because at the same time, it's also because you're so comfortable with this person. Like, yeah. it's not pushing you outside of your comfort zone. You know, you're like, I got this one person, I'm gonna stay next to them. Kind of like when we go to parties with someone we know, we don't know anyone else there.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's totally true. You stay in your comfort zone, and people mm-hmm. can kind of almost feel the energy um, of mm-hmm. you kind of already being with somebody versus you being alone and kind of seeking to be social. Like, especially, I know you've traveled a lot by yourself. Is that, did you meet a lot of people traveling alone?
0: Oh my gosh, yes. Um, so I highly recommend everyone do that once in their life. What I did was I was staying at hostels. So first of all, that's super cheap, like way cheaper than getting a you know hotel. But you're also in the same room with a lot of other people. So it's kind of like a dorm situation, which I never had, you know? So it was kind yeah. of fun. You meet so many people. Um, and since I was by myself, it definitely... Made me go out of my way and outside of my comfort zone to meet more people. You know, were
1: you scared meeting new people
0: or? I was definitely scared. I feel like there's always that social anxiety aspect, so yeah. like meeting new people. um But so worth it. Now I have friends like all over the world. You know, and it's just so it's just cool. cool. You meet like minded people. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And how about staying at a hostel? Because don't they have hostels in the U S but I feel like it's so different than in Europe. It's way more normal.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's what I think too. I'm like, do people actually stay out here? But they do in hostels. Um, they actually have it all around California too. Apparently I think in San Diego and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I really loved it. If you want to stay with just women, you have that option as well. I stayed where it was like um, both males and females so I don't know. Everyone there was so chill. We kind of hung out together, got food together, went out together. Um, and yeah, it's just like a core group of friends. It's pretty cool.
1: I absolutely love that. It's so cool. So do you share a room in the hostel or is it?
0: Yeah. So that's why it was like, it's like a dorm situation. In my particular hostel, there were about, I would say, up to 10 people in a room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... For me, traveling, it doesn't need to be super bougie or anything. I could like just go there and then we share bathrooms and everything like that, too. Um, I guess it just depends on your traveling style. Have you ever stayed at a hostel?
1: I stayed at a hostel with some friends in Europe. We went to Liverpool in England. Mm-hmm. And so it was the four of us and we stayed in these little bunk beds. It was really cute. I really enjoyed it. And then I considered you know, doing it with strangers, but I still haven't done that. But no. I'd be open to it. But I'm also. Let's go. Okay, I'm down. <laughs> let's go. All right, should we book the flight on this podcast? What's up?
0: Right now. What are we doing? <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> Where are we going? Good
1: question. Mm-hmm. We'll figure this out. So let's talk about relationships.
0: Here we go. Fun topic. Into the
1: Into the juicy stuff of tonight's <laughs> conversation. <laughs> oh today's topic right the real topic the real reason you're here today (laughs) what was like what were your early relationships like did you start dating in like middle school high school
0: oh girl no I was such a late bloomer I did not I was probably like scared of boys in (laughs) middle school and high school
1: yeah, no I was so
0: scared. Yeah. Why? I mean, Why were you? You know what it is? It was because when I was younger, definitely my parents, because they would tease me when I would hang out with like my little, uh, with my like boy, boyfriends, you know, like guy yeah. friends as a kid. And they would tease me saying like, Oh, there she goes with her boyfriend. And I seriously think that's ingrained in me since, <laughs> um, since I was a kid. So I was so scared of telling anyone like, I like this boy or anything like that because I was scared I was going to get teased. Oh, my God. Isn't that so crazy?
1: Is that still carried with you to the
0: day, to this day? Oh, no. Now it's completely different. It was after I met this one boy crazy friend and she kind of showed me. I was like, wait, it's okay to like tell people? I
1: was that boy crazy friend. I was (laughs) boy crazy from the start. Really? Oh, my God. Yes. Middle school. Elementary school. Middle school. Girl, Girl, in elementary school, we were playing like kiss tag. So the Ah, boys would chase you. So they would kiss you. And you would (laughs) I would pretend to run really fast, but I wanted to get (laughs) caught so I would be kissed.
0: (laughs) Wait, so you had your first kiss in elementary school? Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: What? Oh my, you know, what's funny too, is. I think I was so boy crazy up until the point where I got a boyfriend and now I feel like I can focus more on other stuff because it's so hard when you're single. I'm like, I need somebody which really isn't true. <laughs> yeah. But now yeah. I'm like, well, I got the boy. Now I can do other stuff. That's important focus to on me. <laughs> for sure. But no dating now is so different from dating when you're younger or even in college
0: oh my gosh okay so I didn't start dating till college but even then I wouldn't even I don't even know if you would really call it dating I went through you know my frat boy phase which was oh my god a mess that ended did that end did that (laughs) end (laughs) 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 debatable (laughs) um yeah but dating I think the thing that really changed it for me was once I started realizing my own worth because in college there was none of that um really yeah and I think also I was just just surrounding myself with not the best people either um you know because I had friends who would basically prioritize looks over anything else right oh yeah so then the boys yeah. would
1: be a bragging thing. Like it wouldn't really yes. be like, oh, I met a guy. It was a great connection. You'd be like,
0: yawn, no. Exactly. <laughs> like, there's no way you're going to bring a boy back who has good, you know, personality to your friends back in college. No, <laughs> there's no way. He got a good um personality. <laughs> he got a, he got a nice heart. <laughs> there's no way. There's no, no. way. Um So I don't know if I was seeking, I was, no, actually I was definitely seeking validation from my friends to be like, oh, he's hot or something (gasps) like that. You know,
1: it was, you know what it is too? Like you just said that thinking about it, even growing up, it was always almost like a competition with my friends versus actually like liking the guy or actually wanting a relationship that was a good relationship.
0: It was like,
1: look at this, look what I'm doing.
0: Exactly. Why do we care
1: to prove our prove ourselves to our friends?
0: That's the thing. That's why, like, I think maybe we didn't know our own self worth, so we were trying to seek validation from other people (gasps) to be like, "Hey, I can pull this guy," you know. That's
1: wow. (laughs) I'm just gonna. Can I just take a minute? Like, did you just solve that for
0: us? I feel attacked. I know. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, girl. I just looking back at that time, I just feel sad. And like, I don't regret anything because I feel like we learn from it, you know, but it's just like I feel sad for who I was back then, almost.
1: Oh, definitely. And another part of it for me, I think, as far as who I was looking for or just kind of not settling, but just choosing whoever was just out of boredom. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, the relationships I had chosen before I wanted it to be the center focus of my life. So I would seek partners who were really attention seeking or needed all my attention. Um, and that was really toxic. Like I used to attract very toxic people. And I look back, maybe I was also a little bit toxic because like you said, those insecurities, um, really play a big part into the way you behave and the way you interact with people.
0: Yeah. Why do you think you attracted those people who like really needed your attention? What do you think it was?
1: Again, I think it was boredom. I think it was maybe I needed them to show me that they really Uh liked me and wanted to be with me, but those partners are not healthy and it's not sustainable. And I felt like if things weren't extremely good or extremely bad, then it was just boring. And I was kind of like, all right, Mm. next relationship. Like I need it to be exciting. I need it to always be new, but now I'm like, that is not a healthy relationship.
0: No, (laughs) at all, at all. Wait. So in college, when I met you, you weren't dating anyone, right? So
1: my freshman year of college, I had a boyfriend. That's the one who was very attention seeking and basically dropped out of school. Because he was one to spend all of his time with me. And then I was, I would, I guess I I would say I didn't officially date somebody in college, but I would talk to various people. But yeah, after that, I was like not trying to date anyone for a while. It was
0: bad. Just because you realize that's not what you're looking for, or were you scared of trying to find the same thing?
1: Yeah, I think it was that. And um it's funny, I think a lot of people I would talk to it was really good for the first couple of months and then I would psych it out and just I don't know just never felt right yeah yeah how about you like what were your relationships like what did they look like in college
0: <laughs> in college oh dear dear lord okay um so definitely had those phases where it's so funny because I think I was chasing these these frat boys um so hard because like, I think I would say I didn't want a relationship or anything just because it's like my pride issues because knowing that they don't want anything, you know, and I'm just like, I'm going to be the first to say like, I don't want a relationship or anything like that. you know. But like deep down your girl did want one. Yeah. Oh, totally. (laughs) You know, it gets lonely. So that's why I think I definitely did want one, but but that's
1: the problem. You cannot like Try to find somebody just because you're lonely. I feel like mm-hmm. you have to feel full and fulfilled to find that right person. Because I don't yes. think you're gonna attract the right person if you're like, I need somebody to fill this void for me. And then the way you act around them is very almost needy. Like you need them for your source of happiness.
0: Yes, girl, you nailed that one. It's like <laughs> your world yeah. is a reflection of yourself. It you totally know? is. Yes, and your I think- thoughts and everything.
1: Oh, totally. So past relationships were definitely a reflection of me and I hadn't found who I was. I wasn't, you know, willing to try out new things. And finally after school and just finding what I love to do, I feel like that's when I attracted my now boyfriend because I finally was able to attract somebody who was like me and not for somebody I was pretending to be, or just not knowing who I was, if that makes sense.
0: Yes. It's so important to figure out who you are first. Um, oh my God. Yes. Right? Cause like I found that when I didn't know myself, I almost kind of try to mold myself into the person I was dating at the time.
1: Yeah. yeah. Not <gasps> myself.
0: <laughs> Same. Same.
1: And you can right? try to convince yourself and then, Yeah.
0: And oh then, girl, I would like change and be like, oh no, it's me. I'm I'm changing. It's no, I was like trying to take on his identity.
1: <laughs> and then we, yeah, the worst is then, and they still don't like you even after you pretended to be who you thought they wanted. And you're like, wait yes. a
0: minute, <laughs> wait, hold on, this is not, this is not. Hold on, what happened to the original plot of the story? <laughs> I did this for you. What is this? <laughs> the original plot of the story. <laughs> bring it back Um, please I know (laughs) I'm confused where are we going with this
1: right oh totally Um,
0: but that's so true how people you know how people always say you gotta like be yourself and you'll attract the right people
1: Mm -hmm. um but the problem is if you don't know yourself which was me that was probably my problem
0: so for you to find yourself like what did you you just started trying new things or what was it that like sparked your interest? Like you finally wanted to, you know,
1: girl, I think I used to be so scared of being alone, not even just relationship alone, but friends. I could not spend time alone in high school, beginning of college. I was always planning my day around what other people were doing. I didn't want to be alone. I just, I don't know what it was. I just always felt like I needed to be around people. Mm -hmm. So I think it was my junior year. I went through a bad, it wasn't an official relationship, but it was somebody I was talking to and they were very toxic, very draining to the point where I just, we ended things and I just felt so sad and to the point and broken to the point where I felt like I had to just isolate myself, which I had never done that before. And I think that really kick-started me figuring out who I was because I had been pushing that to the side for so long. I always did things to please people. Even in friendships, I would be molding myself so people would like me or trying to fit yeah. in by saying certain things that totally were not me. My 10 personalities. <laughs> yeah, like, which one do you want today? Which one, which I one do I need to be? Yeah, like, depending who I was with, I was a different person. Yeah. And I think at that time... Yeah. I had deleted social media too. I went to visit you. Um, we had a conversation. I decided to have a blog, start a blog. And that was such a healing process for me. Um, just reflecting on my life and thinking about what I wanted it to be and listening to podcasts that were about self betterment, Ted talks, everything. I totally needed it. Like that heartbreak. If I didn't have that, who knows where I would be today. Yeah. It's It's so crazy. Like how can a bad thing turn so good? It changed my life.
0: Right. It's funny because when we're going through these hardships, we are always like, you know, why am I going through this? Like why me and things like that. But all of these experiences help you learn so much. You grow so much from it and then you can use what you've learned to improve.
1: Totally exactly what it was. It really just forced myself to go within myself and Mm -hmm. be by myself. And then it just went from there. And I learned how to like being by myself. I love being by myself now. Like it's a great feeling.
0: I love it. Yeah. What's important in a healthy relationship? Oh, I'll ask you that. that. (laughs) (laughs) Communication.
1: And knowing that, oh my God, so many things are so important, I think. But let's start with communication. It's such a big thing I had to learn. I feel like my yeah. automatic response, if I'm upset, is like, don't talk to me. Yes, I'm, I'm shutting down. Dis- I'm distancing myself from you. Like, <sighs> don't talk to me.
0: <laughs> uh huh. But um, obviously, that's not healthy. <laughs> so how did you learn communication skills?
1: I think... It just came from researching why I was acting the way I was acting, Um, realizing, okay, I'm being toxic and I don't want to be a toxic person. Um, Trial and error. Like I still, my automatic response still is to like go in my shell and just want to avoid everything. But (laughs) I think one thing that helped me realize how toxic it was, was when someone does it to you, you realize how much it hurts. You know, yes. you're like I do it to you, I feel fine, it doesn't matter.
0: But then when great. someone does it
1: to you, yeah, you're like, I'm doing me.
0: <laughs> but when they pull a you on you.
1: But when they pull a you on you, you're like, mm, oh that it hurts. You're like, I don't want my partner to feel like that. So, I should probably work on that. And I don't know. It it's just it's so much better when you can um, notice when you're acting certain ways and just take a step back and be like, all right, like how can I approach this differently and just recognizing when it's happening? Um, Obviously I'm uh, not all the way there yet, but taking steps toward
0: it. (gasps) Baby steps, baby steps. I think that for communication, it's also important to have a partner who validates your feelings. I think it's so scary when you're trying to share your emotions and everything. And to have someone shut you down and invalidate how you're feeling is crushing. And, um, oh, really? right. And when that's happened in the past, what I end up doing is shutting myself off even more. And then it hurts not only them it hurts myself too because i want to open up to this person but there's nothing you know there's nothing there he's not willing to open up
1: and then you start building that wall more yeah. when
0: that happens resentment so much resentment yes
1: that yeah. is so true and i think <clears throat> um, i think about new relationships and i feel like a lot of girls are scared when you start a new relationship you're like oh my god this person did something and I feel uncomfortable or I don't, I want to confront him about it, but I don't want to scare him off. I feel like that is the most common thing at the beginning of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I actually had somebody talking to me about this the other day and she was expressing some concerns about this guy she started seeing. And I said, you know, for me, um, and for you, I think this is a good thing is you know, obviously frame it in the right way. Don't, um, come at it as an attack. Like it's all in the way you approach things, right. When you talk to somebody, because if you come at them, like, Oh, you did this. And like, you hurt my feelings. Then of course the person is going to respond defensively and you're not Mm going to have a good conversation you're kind of setting it up for failure. But if you open it up, like, Hey, um, just in a way that is, just open and honest, but not in, uh, like in an attack of attackative, attackative way. Mm-hmm. Um, how the other person responds is everything. So like you said, like we were talking about, um, me being closed off when things would happen. Um, you're right. Like when you have a partner who is open to hearing how you're feeling and validates it, it's so much easier to open up and, I tell people like in new relationships, if you open up to somebody and you frame it in the right way and they don't respond um, in a respective way towards you, then they do not care about you. Like mm-hmm. they, sh- uh, your partner should be understanding and they should be wanting you to feel good. Like if you express that you're not feeling good about something and they're invalidating that, that is so unhealthy.
0: Yes. Um And that goes back to like having enough confidence in yourself to understand that you deserve better and to leave that situation.
1: How hard is that though? It can be so hard. And this is the other thing too, is at the beginning of a relationship, if you're getting physical at the beginning, it's all Mm -hmm. about like this kind of lustful, like feelings towards someone. You almost feel like they're perfect, right? Like you don't see any of their flaws, think they're this perfect Mm -hmm. being, but do you know their values? Like, what are their goals for the future? Like, what are these deeper things that you're not thinking about now that are going to come up in the future? And how are you building that foundation for your relationship? You know, you're not going to build it off. You're not always going to be obsessed with this person. You're going to realize they have flaws. You have flaws. Mm -hmm. You're going to get in arguments. Like, how are you going to navigate that if you
0: don't have that solid foundation? That's so true. It sounds right. exactly like what my mom told me. I really? Like, yeah. I was like, mom, like I, I was asking her cuz like I was struggling so hard with mm-hmm. when I moved out to California and remember, let's give him a code name. That guy that what I was seeing when you came to visit me. Yeah. What's we're, the code? What call, name are we giving gonna him? What are we going to call him? Um fish. <laughs> <laughs> you the fish. you have a fish in the room why did you come up with fish (laughs) oh yeah there's a a painting of koi fish (laughs) (sighs) I'm dead anyways fish um yeah I was just struggling with him and like I asked my mom you know just asking the generic questions like how do you know if this person's right for me or how do you know who's the one and things like that she said Well, you got to make a list of your five top qualities in a person that are non-negotiable. You know, like, let's say if you want someone loyal, if you want someone kind, someone genuine, whatever, just list those top five ones. And if that person doesn't have all five with them, what are you doing? (laughs) She's like, what are you doing? And and I was like, you're so right. Because like, if they don't have all of that, I'm just staying with this person. I'm taking away time that I could be using to meet the right person like I'm spending all that time with this with fish <laughs> <laughs> you're spending all your time with the fish what are you doing girl, girl leave the fish up, leave up. that fish alone <laughs> <laughs> leave him. throw that fish back in the pond
1: yes <laughs> throw
0: that fish back in yes oh my god there are many
1: fish in the sea
0: <laughs> yes you don't need that one
1: <laughs> no no put them back um That's a really good point. And I think to the opposite point of that is you can become very hypercritical of a partner too, when things are going well and looking Mm -hmm. back on like, okay, if they have these greater um, values that align with me, what's the big deal? If he has a different taste in music or, you know, like little things, we feel like this partner has to be every single thing that we are, but think of it. Uh No one's has the exact same interests or like, things that they enjoy that your or life experiences that you have had. So, mm-hmm. it's crazy to expect somebody to be exactly like you and that's something I had to learn because obviously like no two people like I said have the same interests all yes. 100% and that's okay. It's so normal.
0: And it's so good. You guys should have your own interests, yes. you know. Do things yeah. outside. Healthy. Yeah do things outside of the relationship. And then you guys can come together and discuss it. <laughs> totally. About? So you're not bored. totally.
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. If you do everything <laughs> together, just like anybody, a sibling, a best friend, if you spend 24 seven with them, it's a recipe for being in my case, annoyed.
0: <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. Oh my gosh. So irritated. Like what yeah. are you doing? I'm like, can you not breathe actually? Can not, <laughs> can you not breathe like that? <laughs> Um,
1: to the point of you talking about like the five, um, values that your mom told you to come up with for me, what was helpful is I think a lot of the times between relationships or after you get out of a relationship, you don't really reflect on it and you kind of just go to the next thing. And I think it's so important to just think about what went well in a relationship, what you liked about the partner, what you didn't like so much and what you would want in a partner in the future. I mean, I just, I love writing. I like, I love making lists. Like I, before I met Phantom, which is my boyfriend's code name, I made a list of every single thing I wanted my future boyfriend to be. And the weird thing is, I don't know where that list went, down to the specific details I had written down. He is, it's the craziest thing. Love. It is insane.
0: Manifest. You manifested it. Manifest. <laughs> um,
1: I love, there's a quote. It's like, when you write things, you're spelling, you're casting a spell.
0: Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. Like your words. It's like, that's why you gotta be so careful with what you're saying. And my mom said the same thing too. She's like, when you, um, when you pray like for us, cause like we pray to, to God, right. She was like, when you pray to God, make sure you go to the very, very small details that you're looking for in your partner. Yes, you have to, <laughs>
1: yeah, oh, you absolutely have to like not in a relationship, loyal,
0: <laughs> not <laughs> married. emotionally
1: available. Yeah. Alive. <laughs> like every single detail you better be writing down because I you never know. know what you could get.
0: Oh Yeah. <laughs> God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> Preach. That's for sure. What relationships do you admire and why? What relationships do we admire? That's a good question. I admire my grandparents' relationship.
1: Why? Because they have been they had been married for almost either almost six years or over six years. And when you see them together, they act like they just started dating. And the really cute thing is my grandmother always says that my grandfather always says, um, I never take you for granted. And I always appreciate everything you do. And I think that's something a lot of people forget to do, like appreciating your partner for the things they do and not constantly criticizing and looking at the things that they do not do.
0: Yep. It's you gotta huge. say thank you. Yeah. Yes. Showing oh gratitude. my Gratitude. Yeah. Really small
1: things. It doesn't have to be this grand gesture, just noticing mm. and appreciating. And we get so caught up in our lives and doing the things that we're doing, you know, whether it's work, you get stressed and then you don't pay enough attention to your partner or you get upset over things that really in the grand scheme of things aren't even worth it. Um, yes. it's just a good mm. reminder
0: you have to make sure to like make time for them too. Cause I remember um, when I would get super busy with projects or whatever, and I totally forget about my partner or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it hurts them, you know, and it hurts it your relationship. Because right? you're, yeah. So you just yeah. got to make sure. And then like, I think it's important to still like date each other, even though you guys have been together for a long time.
1: You definitely, know? definitely. Um, I was listening to a Ted talk and I'll look for it and put the link on this YouTube video or whatever we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was talking about the reason why a lot of relationships fail is um, emotional responsiveness and meaning, so I think she brought up an example, like say you come home from work and you had, um, or, you were really stressed and your partner's home and they expressed that they had like a really bad day and you're stressed from work. So you don't really pay attention to them. And you're like, okay, whatever. Um, that is like a really common thing that ends relationships because you just don't feel like your emotions are being heard.
0: Yes. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. I saw TikTok on that. Really? You <laughs> yes. probably took it from
1: the TikTok, Maybe.
0: Probably. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. It was exactly like that. It's like the little things, you know, like, totally. um, I think the example in the TikTok was like, your partner commenting on like, oh, look, there's like a, um, some bird outside, but you don't even make a little comment on that because it's the little moments like that where you can connect with each other. Um, that shows, yeah. So he did a study, I guess, and it shows that people who don't comment end up in divorce. Like most of the time, it's so crazy. It's like a long-term study or something. Interesting.
1: Yeah. I wonder how that plays itself out in a lot of relationships. Probably it looks different in different relationships, Mm-hmm. Um cuz they probably don't pinpoint like oh you didn't respond when i
0: yeah no I pointed but out I, that mean, bird. I, mean, I know <laughs> Do you remember that blue jay? No you did. not you didn't say anything.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, you know what I used to do? So when I would say something to Phantom and he wouldn't respond and I would get really frustrated and then I wouldn't say anything because like we would do just shut down. Mm-hmm. And then I started realizing you know I think I would bring it up later and he didn't even hear me. Like he just didn't hear me. So now if I say something and he doesn't respond, I go, did you hear me? He goes, Oh wait, what did you say? <laughs> <I'm> like, oh, <laughs> got to make sure you respond. <laughs> so funny.
0: That's good. That's good. Um, cause now you can make sure you're like, hello.
1: Yeah. I'm like, did you hear me and not respond or did you not hear me? <laughs>
0: yeah. And I think that's a big part too. That reminds me because back when I was seeing fish, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember I would like bring things up and he would like either interrupt me or like not answer anything and like we said we kind of just retreat back to ourselves mm-hmm. and not say anything right but it was like killing me you know inside because like I wanted to build like this connection and have um, we'll just have like a deeper yeah, yeah. have a deeper connection and um the thing is I found myself kind of being petty where like he would talk to me Mm -hmm. and I hear him, but I just completely ignore him.
1: I used to do that. And then this is the worst part. So you do these revenge actions and then when they do something, you assume they're doing revenge actions also when they're probably not, but you're the one doing these actions that are like in spite of that in a way. And then when they do something, I'm like, did you do that? Because I did this thing, but probably not, but you're putting yourself in that frame of mind that, Yes. you're trying to get equal with that person. It's oh my god. so gosh. bad.
0: Yes, and then we're literally just hurting ourselves even even more, you know. Definitely. So um, I actually brought it up to him one day, finally when I was like I've had enough of it, you know. Mm. And turns out it was because he told me he's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry like me interrupting and everything. It's because he has ADHD and he's like, "I'm so glad you brought it up to me." So like, I'm going to work on it for next time." And I was like, I literally could have saved all of this. Communication. Issue, all of this, like,
1: Communi- yes. Oh my God. We assume the worst.
0: Uh-huh. A hundred percent. You're either too it's naive or to you that. assume the worst. <laughs> <laughs> That's something I need to work on because
1: nothing's worse than someone who assumes that you have bad intentions. That's like not a good feeling to have, right? Like you make a mistake or do something and someone assumes you did it on purpose. Um,
0: yeah, but it's such an easy thing to fall into hundred percent. Yeah. So best relationship advice you've ever received. Best relationship advice I have ever received.
1: Well, I feel like I've received a lot of specific good advice, but the one piece that has helped me is your partner should be your best friend because I feel like relationships I would go for before. I would feel like, you know, this person, I am attracted to them, but someone, if someone had asked me if they, I consider them a friend, I would say probably not.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I feel like you, your partner, you should want to call them on your way home from work, or you want to just get excited yeah. and just chat with them like a friend and laugh. And that's so huge, especially for someone, if you're looking for a future with that person versus somebody that you have to act different around or somebody you have to act like you're this perfect girl around or, you know, put on a show for like, I don't want any part of that.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. Um Wait, so the relationships you were saying earlier, the relationships that you had in the past, mm. you didn't feel the same way, like not friends or anything?
1: No, I feel like I didn't really find the people very interesting <laughs> or I just, I didn't feel like we really connected on that deeper level, um, but it never really mattered to me before. Mm-hmm. And then that's probably why they never really worked out. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, it goes back to how we were like, I was, I feel like the relationships I sought out was like basically just to prove a point to someone else definitely. or myself.
1: <laughs> oh, definitely. hundred percent agree with that. But yeah, your partner should be your best friend.
0: I love that. Mm. Um, yeah. I think the same thing I've heard, like, they should feel, you should feel completely comfortable, you know, yes. at home. At- mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, something you look forward to. You a know, partner to who take.
1: encourages your dreams too, not somebody who who holds you back. Who's super possessive? Supports over you, you, yes.
0: Supports yes.
1: you is huge. That's not everybody. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's not super super common. Maybe I'm. Yeah, wrong. you
0: know what it is. Like a lot of people, I think they're scared to support their partner and whatever venture it is because they're scared once they like be super successful maybe you don't need, like, they don't need you anymore. And that's an insecurity, you know? Yes.
1: I have seen that. And I actually journaled about that because I saw that in a friend, her partner, she, um, had gained a bunch of weight. I think she ended up at one point, just, you know, not looking anything like herself and was very unhappy. So she said she started getting healthy again and exercising and doing all these things. And her partner was like, you look unhealthy, you look unwell, like, what are you doing? And totally discouraged her whole new path. And she was saying, you know, when, when I was really unhealthy, I was really negative. I didn't feel good about myself and he didn't have a problem with that, but it was when I was starting to feel good about myself and doing all these things to change my life for the better. He was not okay with that. And in my mind, when people act like that in a relationship, it's because you're insecure that you're not moving forward. And that your partner is, and it's a big sign that if you're jealous of your partner's success or them doing something, it means you need to be doing something in your life that you are not doing. So yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's so true.
1: It definitely is. Like you have feelings for a reason and you got to figure out why that is. So Mm -hmm. the jealousy, why are you feeling jealous? or you know the insecurity and you don't have to feel like that and you're feeling like that because you need to figure out why you're feeling like that
0: <laughs> yes oh my gosh that that reminds me of like this topic we'll delve into on another podcast but like the mm-hmm. whole abundance mindset yeah you know just knowing that there's enough for everyone and there's yeah. you know yeah. It's just so crazy to me. Once you change your mindset, it's a game changer.
1: Totally. Yeah. That mentality will change everything. hundred yes. percent. But that might be episodes three, episode, hey. episode three, oh, wait, three, episode three's conversation. <laughs> there we go. Third time's a charm. Yes. So, it's a little here, y'all.
0: <laughs> Pray <laughs> for us. <laughs> Hopefully we make it out of this one. Yeah. All right, y'all. We're going to end with three questions because remember, reflection is a big part of growing. Um, so the three questions we're going to leave you with today. One, what does a healthy relationship look like to you? Two, how can you show up better in relationships? And three, what steps do you need to take to get better at communication? Questions to reflect on. Hey. <laughs> Thank you for joining in on our conversation. It's time for you to get glowing.
1: If you don't already, follow us on social at Your Glowing Podcast for updates, weekly doses of inspiration, and to join our community of glow getters.